0: Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us.
1: Well, that's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in
0: pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni, I think it's nice. It'd be good to just make
1: a car. We're back. The Dolphin in the house, Will Perry, and live from the World Golf Village and the World Golf Hall of Fame, just up the road in St. Augustine, Holly G. We've just uh, we're just wrapping up the 27th annual ING Spring Conference, and we've had uh, quite uh, four days here. Will some of the biggest names in the golf business, over 150 people at this industry conference, and. As we've been talking about, a really special, extraordinary chance to see up close and personal the World Golf Hall of Fame. And it's a pleasure to introduce Dave Cordero, who's the Director of Communications and a uh, good friend. Dave, what an extraordinary couple of days we've had. Thank you yeah. so much for being on the show.
0: Yeah, Holly, what would you think? I mean, how many times have you been to the museum?
1: Well, I haven't been back in probably over a decade. And um, I've I've been saying loud and clear since we started the show tonight that it should be on everybody's bucket list to come up if they have some time this summer, bring the family, easy to get here, just uh, two hours up the road from Orlando. Uh, The World Golf Hall of Fame is amazing. 35,000 feet of exhibition space, Dave, truly a special place.
0: Yeah, well, you know, everybody who lives in Florida knows that everything happens off Interstate 95, and we're located right off 95. I mean, there's really no excuse. And as you've seen, Holly, it's it's a bucket list destination. There's a lot of stuff to do once you enter World Golf Village. We have two championship golf courses, Bill Murray's Caddyshack restaurant, the 35,000 square feet of exhibition space that is the World Golf Hall of Fame and Museum, as you mentioned. We have an IMAX movie theater for the kids. We have an 18-hole natural grass putting green, which is a lot of fun. We have a challenge hole, which is a replica of number 17 at TPC Sawgrass that all museum guests get a crack at. So I'll tell you what, I've been here for three years, going on three years, and I'm not looking back. It's been a, it's been a blast the way that we've been able to preserve the history of the game but also to continue to turn over our exhibits and keep them fresh and keep them timely. You know, we have an exhibit that celebrates uh, all the scores um, under 60. So the exhibit's called Breaking 60. So, you know, Justin Thomas and Adam Hadwin, we have artifacts from them. We have an Olympic exhibit, and we have uh, memorabilia and artifacts from the winners uh, for the men's and the women's. So when you're a guest here, you're going to see, sure, you're going to see items from Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicholas and Gary Player, but you're also going to get a taste of uh, current events, and and that's what's really exciting for me.
1: Yeah, no doubt about it. And you've also unveiled a new exhibition, the Players Experience. Uh, tell me and uh, our listeners a little more about that.
0: Well, the the Players Championship, you know, it's it's taken on, it's been in existence actually the same amount of time as the World Golf Hall of Fame. It's about 35 years in existence, uh, dating back to 1974 and it has become uh you know quite the event you know a lot of golf journalists will refer to it as the fifth major uh nobody in ponavijger will refer to it as as, a, as the fifth major but certainly it has taken on uh a look and a feel uh the, the best field in golf i think what 2 weeks ago i think we had all the top uh, you know 50 golfers except for maybe one of them wasn't there so, and it's a very important event in Northeast Florida, which is where the Hall of Fame is, uh, you know, here in Saint Augustine. So we thought it was appropriate to have an uh, to have an exhibit that really paid homage to this this event. There's been 13 Hall of Fame members who have won the event. You know, Jack Nicholas has won th- uh, three times. So we have an exhibit that's it's really it's really cool. We have things like Jerry Pate's golf bag, and you're going to have uh, Greg Norman's commemorative gold putter from when he won, that was given him by Ping. But my favorite part is we have uh, it, it's called the 17th hole. It's a it's a pressure shot. So you stand in front of this large screen, and it shows you what it's like to actually hit a ball on 17, and it, it describes it's only 137 yard shot. But then you factor in the water and the crowd, and you really get a sense of what these players face. So I would say that's my favorite exhibit. Uh, it's about eighteen hundred square feet. Talks about the numbers of hole in ones that we've had. There's a lot of video, and as I mentioned, uh, a lot of cool artifacts. You know, we even have Pete Dye's muddy boots <laughs> that are featured. You know, Pete yep. Dye design TPC uh, Stadium Course. So all of that wrapped in one big package, and and for me, that's that's one of my favorites.
1: Steve. I'll tell you what. I, I stood on that, on that uh, interactive um, 17th green today, and it, it is so cool because <laughs> you hear this, they, they bring in the crowd noise and you hear this heartbeat, boom yeah. boom emphasizing the pressure, right, that, oh, yeah. that the players face. And it's so cool. If you, if you don't get a chance to actually play the Island Green, that's the next best thing.
0: No, it absolutely is. And like I said, we also have the challenge hole outside where you actually can hit a golf ball. You know, the, the simulation inside the exhibit, you just stand there and you're able to kind of absorb what that pressure would look like. But, no, Holly, I'm, I'll tell you what. Like I said, I've, you know, I came from California, so I'd never been to uh, to northeast Florida. And when I got here, the first thing I said was, wow, people can truly come here and never leave. You buy a museum ticket, it's good for two days. And with the inclusion of the golf courses that are here and the movie theater and the restaurants, you know, you, you stayed at the Renaissance hotel, you know, very nice hotel, great restaurant, great service. I mean, truly, um, if you're looking to do a nice golf vacation, it's a fantastic place. Dave, you kind of touched on a little bit of some aspects for some of the younger kids, the juniors, you guys have a huge initiative right now to bring these school programs, uh, into the hall of fame. I mean it, talk about the aspect of it kind of being a place for the whole family. Yeah, well we we get uh thousands and thousands of school groups that come through the museum. Uh we have a, a science of golf program that we that we showcase. Uh a lot of these kids will see documentaries in the IMAX movie theater. Uh, but it's it's neat there's there's kids having lunch here and they're getting a chance to to see a little bit of golf history and that's really important for us i mean we all know that in the golf industry one of the big pushes is to get you know kids involved the other thing i'll say is uh at world golf village we have a PGA tour golf academy that has a real big emphasis on juniors. Um, so my speaking for myself, my son's 9. He has gone to multiple camps at this PJ Tour Golf Academy, but it World Golf Village in general is very family friendly. We're doing a lot of new a lot of new houses are being built as we speak. Holly, I don't know if you had a chance to see those. So we're yeah. very very excited about the future of World Golf Village and getting more tenants and getting more retail uh, business around, in and around the village, around the lake, and we feel like this is a place that could really, really take off here um, in the next couple of years.
1: Not only do you have um, personal memorabilia and artifacts from, you know, the Hall of Fame members and, and many of the, you know, the major events. Uh, But the the first part of the museum is all about the history of the game, going back to, like, the 1600s and, you know, how the the name of the game came about and how it evolved. And you get to see uh, some of the, you know, original types, well, sort of clubs. Some of these things look, you know, more like gardening tools. I don't know how they ever played with them, including, uh, you know, the original balls that they played with, the feathery and... You know the percha ball, and it's it, it really is something. And you get a chance to putt, you know, with some of the clubs and use some of the old balls. But you also have to- Dr. Tony Parker, who is the historian, uh, just the most delightful guy. And boy, does he bring that place to life.
0: Well, especially you know we're you know you're in Orlando. We we've taken Dr. Tony Parker. He's our historian. He started. About six months before I did, and he's got an amazing past. So he is a Georgia boy. Went to University of Georgia, but he spent the last 21 years at the University of St Andrews, where he was the golf curator uh, for their golf collections. And, I mean, this guy, I mean, he is just a book of knowledge. Um, You know, he brags to me that I can't stump him on (laughs) on, on any question. He knows everything. But we've actually leveraged him in a big way, and he's gone down to Golf Channel. He makes appearances once a month on behalf of the Hall of Fame, talking about artifacts as it relates to, you know, Byron Nelson. You know, we just had the Byron Nelson tournament, you know, Ben Hogan. The memorials coming up, which is Jack's tournament. And so we have items. We have items from all of those inductees. We bring things down to golf channel and he's able to talk about them, but he's been a great addition to the hall. I think adds a lot of credibility to what we're trying to do here, you know, conserve and preserve the history of the game. Um, so I'm, I'm telling you, Holly, we're, we've been here at, at world golf village since 1998. It, it's only a 20 year old, uh, you know, building and we're just kind of getting started. But I'm really excited. I wouldn't have moved my entire family over to the Hall of Fame if I didn't think that really big things could happen. And I just can't stress enough what a great spot this is if you're a golfer. And if you haven't been here, you've got to come. You know, We have 150 members who are in the World Golf Hall of Fame. Uh, Each one of them has their own locker, which we haven't talked about, which I think is super important. We have a locker room, and uh, all 150 members have their own locker. And each locker really reflects – uh, their personality. So you're going to find stuff like in Betsy Rawls, all she has is, a, is an open Bible. Uh, you got Phil Mickelson has a ping pong uh, paddle, paddle in his locker. <laughs> it's,
1: yeah, I love you know,
0: that. Yeah, it's it's great. And uh, the last thing I'll say is, you know, we have our induction yeah. ceremony this year out in New York City, the week of the President's Cup. We're going to be inducting Lorena Ochoa, Davis Love III, Meg Mallon, Ian Woosnam, and the late Henry Longhurst. So A lot of good stuff happening here, and I definitely would encourage those Orlando listeners. It's only an hour. Hey, my brother-in-law's in in Winter Park. I drive there all the time. It's only an hour and a half, straight up 95, and a lot of family fun to be had here.
1: Absolutely. Uh, If you're a fan of golf, a student of the game, uh, just somebody that loves cool, interactive museums, there is so much to explore at the World Golf Hall of Fame. Dave, appreciate your time so much. I know you got to get to the awards bank, and we appreciate you coming on the show for a few minutes. And uh, just thank you so much for your hospitality this whole week.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you.
1: All right, Dave Cordera, check out everything about the World Golf Hall of Fame at WGHOF.org. You're listening to the Golf Insiders. Stay with us. More golf talk coming up.